0: Welcome to the Midnight Caller Line. Tonight we're talking with our guest, Robin Millette.
1: So how do you feel about the things that are going on right now in YouTube?
2: I think it's scary. I think it's very scary to the, because of the fact that
3: someone's going to get hurt or die behind
2: all of the... The lies, the hatred, the backstabbing, all of it. People saying that they know how to,
3: you know, come to this channel for support for this or that when they've never even gone through, they're not doctors. They're not lawyers.
2: You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I get it. It's, it's very dangerous.
1: And possibly they haven't even gone through what they're talking to you about.
2: Exactly. That's what I was getting at. And Jerry, I myself was in a really
3: bad space this week. And I mean a space where I
2: haven't been in a long time. A long time. And I didn't want to be here anymore. What took you to that space? It, It scared me. Um... It's people who weren't, all were my friends, weren't my friends. People who I thought cared about me on YouTube don't. I know what you mean. I do. People, people telling me that I can stay in chat. But I have to, I can't come up on panel
3: that I have a therapist. I can work through that stuff with my therapist. Um,
1: hey,
0: Robin, could you, ex- could you explain something to me? I don't understand. Um, I come from a radio background where we didn't have a panel. And when I do my show, okay. I'll bring someone in audio, but I really don't do the panel. Could you tell me what? And I want you to explain ranches, too. Could Could you explain to me what being up on panel means to you or to someone that goes on panel and what having a ranch and having it taken away or something like that means?
1: Because I'm, I'm not understanding it.
3: Okay. So when you go up on panel is when the creator of the YouTube channel, usually if they have StreamYard or whatever, they're able to bring people up on their panel.
1: And what does that like
0: mean to you? What, like what does that mean to you board? to be invited up onto the panel? What does that mean for you?
3: That, that means a lot to me. That means, like, they care, they think enough of me that they invite me up there. They think enough of my opinion, my thought, m- my friendship, my my experience,
2: my knowledge, to be up there.
1: It means you're a part of the group? Yes. It means being accepted?
2: It means being accepted. It means, yes. It means I have friends. It means I have peers. I'm almost 59 years old. I'm disabled. I live alone. I'm in a two bedroom apartment alone. I don't, the only person I see is my aide. Three times a week, she comes in for four hours at a time. Mm -hmm. So having that YouTube and being involved. And on a panel
3: and being part of a discussion, you know, like I see it as a discussion board, whether it's a true crime type thing we're talking about, or if it's mental health, or if it's PTSD, or
2: if it's fibromyalgia, whatever it is. You know, like it, it it's engrossing it 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 makes me feel like I have a place, like I belong someplace. I'm able to leave this apartment without ever leaving the apartment. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of involvement, you know. It's more than entertaining,
1: it's engrossing, you know. Especially if it's a subject that you really care about.
2: Exactly. am sorry, I don't mean to cry.
1: No, it's okay. Take your time, I understand.
2: This whole thing has just been so hurtful. And it's, I'm grieving. I'm grieving because I lost a lot of friends. You, you know that I people who I thought were my friends. Could you explain the wrenching to me? Okay, a wrench. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh. A wrench is given by the YouTube creator and a wrench does a few things. You, you basically, when you get, you're given the wrench, it's so that, you know, say someone comes into the chat to, to, you know, um, cause trouble or disruption and they say ugly, nasty things. And, you know, I, The creator doesn't want that in their chat because it looks bad. So a person with a wrench can time them out. They can block them. That kind of thing. So to keep the continuity of the chat
2: to look good, you know, to flow. To to keep the riffraff out, basically.
1: What does it mean for someone
2: to give you a wrench? It means that you trust me. It means that you trust me. You give me this wrench. You know, like, I, I, I see it personally, like, I guard my wrench. And half the time, When I have a wrench, I don't use it very rarely,
3: you know, unless it's like something really nasty that's being said. Then I time a person out. And usually by the time I get to it, somebody else is a lot faster than me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm kind of, I'm almost 59. These people work faster than I do, most of these young people. So, you know but it does it means something personal to me it means like it's a trust thing again for me it's a trust thing like you think enough of me that you trust me
2: that much it's kind of like giving me the key to your house what does it mean to get to have your wrench taken away what does that feel like
1: And I know there's different there's different reasons
0: for it, but I I think no matter what it is, you'd still feel something. I mean, it hurts. there's people that are having problems, you know, having people, and they don't know who did it, so they took away wrenches. And I mean, there's different things, and some people are like, "Well, crap, I gave out too many wrenches," but still, I and, think it would and, make you feel the same way.
3: So. And, that, and that's the thing: I get a phone call saying that I'm being blamed for deleting people or blocking people. And I'm like, what? As I just told you, I very rarely used my wrench. Mm-hmm. So I get on the creator's page and I'm like, and they get up on panel and I'm like, listen, you know, yeah, I get loud. I get loud sometimes. And I'm like fighting for my, I'm, I'm fighting for my, for my dignity. I'm fighting for my, uh, the only thing that i have is my word and
2: my honor you know you understand that mm-hmm. and uh you know and i just felt like nobody was listening
3: to say it's okay you know we know you didn't do it but we're taking everyone's away it, it, it was not handled well I was very hurt, very, very hurt. And because I got loud and everything, then I was
2: asked not to come back
3: on the panel.
2: And I was talked about negatively once again on that channel. And.
1: I think some people don't realize the feelings that are behind these these
0: things, you know what I mean? People get lost and I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm just, and I don't know the specific instance, but when you're up there, there's a lot of noise and it's easy to be isolated and not see how other people are feeling or the significance of a wrench or the significance of being on
2: panel, you know? Well, when you have a creator, who can't hold their channel by themselves by themselves and they always need somebody to come
3: up with them Mm. that's a problem Mm
2: -hmm. and yeah I just I see what you're saying with that yeah
1: I think a lot of problem with that would be with actually having content, you know?
2: Yes. And, um, you know, I, I tried
3: to talk about what kind of therapy I did as in the EMDR.
0: I'm interested in that. I hadn't heard about that till recently. So maybe we'll have a conversation about that sometime in the future, but. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I first learned about that. I think I heard about it last week. Uh, I, think, I think Hopi was talking about EMDR. I'm like, you know what? I've never heard about that, so kind of interested in it. Yeah,
3: I talked about it on Susan's channel. Yeah, I did. That it, uh, about the EMDR.
1: Mm-hmm. I missed that. I went through
3: that. I went through that for quite a while.
2: And um, it, it, I've done all kinds of therapy.
1: You have actual experience with things
2: yeah, I've gone through intensive i did intensive outpatient
3: specific trauma treatment um there's a place here in Florida. It's in ocala, Florida. it's called um
2: uh Judy Crane runs it. It's called the Refuge. Look it up they deal with trauma. They don't offer the one week intensive outpatient anymore, but I went through that. That was intense. It was for, a, how, they, how long were you in it? Or how long did once, you go there? I went,
3: I went for the one week intensive outpatient, but they have a place out in the Ocala forest called the refuge and people stay there for months and months at a time to work on, you know, a lot of it, trauma comes from, you know, you have the trauma and then people get stuck in uh, drug addiction, alcoholism to try and deal with the trauma. So, you know, there's
2: different levels to get down to the trauma. And, um, it's very intense, very intense. And I got a lot from that too. A lot. They, they work on, they do breath work, yoga, meditation. You do a lot of stuff. there's a lot that happens. And, um you know so uh, people act like i just got a therapist last week i've been in therapy for a long time but anyway so back to the the drunch thing you know it, it it
3: is it's like a it's like a key to somebody's house and now when, I, when this, there's this question is looming You know, come to find out it wasn't me. No one ever apologized to me. But I was told I wasn't allowed back on the panel because I yelled and shouted because I was upset about things and it upset other people.
0: um, I'm not playing advocate or anything or making excuses, but I did notice that right around that time when you stopped being on panel and and all that, I mean, Heidi herself stopped basically being on her own panel, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it related to you as much as it, I mean, she could have worded it better, but I i think she was at a point of breaking in her own life, you know, and I know... I'd...
2: when she
3: When she told, I'm um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but when she told me that... I couldn't, she couldn't have me up on her panel because she has a business partner and he has concerns about me and you know, the fact that I cry a lot and I talk about my personal life a lot and that's a problem and I cry and fall apart and I
2: said to Heidi, I said, Heidi, you do the same thing on your own channel. She's like, yes, but it's my channel. I was like, okay. And then she said she had to worry about her subs. I said, I'm a sub. I sub to your channel. You know, it was just all these things.
3: But just two days ago, you told me, you and Lori and Susan told me, you guys were going to protect me and make sure nothing happened and blah, 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 whatever. Like this big circle of protection and then two days later
2: everybody's kicked me to the curb everybody got kicked to the curb didn't they no not at that particular time
1: no I mean after that I mean step
0: back and look at it now I saw mm-hmm. you see what I mean there was a well, lot going on there and lot, nobody-
3: yeah but a lot of people left <laughs> Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I agree. To the curb.
0: Well, Some yeah, I see what left. you're saying.
1: Some people kick themselves to the curb. There was a lot going on in that time. But talking about right now,
2: you have any, anything, anything more to say about where you're at now? Yeah, I have a lot to say about where I'm at now. And I told my therapist where I was at in my head. She was livid. Not because where I was in my head,
3: but because it was over
2: these YouTube people. Yeah.
3: And that she's not losing her client over oh, some
2: YouTube people. She was. She was very angry and
3: when I told her that I was being told that I could talk in the
2: chats but I wasn't allowed on the panel she's like they're stifling your voice I said I know I know I grew up like that without having a voice We need to get upset. It's okay. I understand these are emotional topics. So, these past few weeks have been really hard. You know, you keep apologizing you know, to me about your emotions,
0: but you don't have to. I have PTSD too, and I understand that. Matter of fact, the show that we did, we pre-tape, we taped earlier. Um, we talked about PTSD a little bit in that, and you can't help how you feel. You
1: know, it 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 makes you feel a certain way. You can't help it. You know, and and I know what your therapist was saying,
0: and she said in a way like she can't believe that YouTube would make you feel this way. You know, you know, the, just these people that say things and then go on their way and don't think about your feelings about it. But you can't help it. I understand. I had the same thing happen to me. You, it, you can't help feeling the way you do. It just starts and doesn't stop. So you don't have to apologize for your feelings. To me, I understand. doesn't matter if you want to feel that way or not. And
1: those that are close to you, it's hard for them to understand, but... These feelings are real and they're automatic.
2: And I I can't
3: control them. They
0: come. No, and also you can't stop looking either, you know. You can think, oh, well, well, I'm just not going to watch that person, you know. But it's not that easy. The first thing is, even if you unsubscribe, YouTube will recommend it for you. You're like, I'm not even subscribing. They're recommending it every time they go live. I found out there's three dots on it, though. If you click those dots... You say, don't show me this channel and it won't show it. But even if you do that, so you'll do that and you're fine. You're like, I'm not looking at that anymore. I'm interested in this other thing. But then something will happen in that channel and people will contact you. They'll email you or send you a text message.
3: Hey, check this out.
0: And then your PTSD draws you right back in. And
3: see, that's where I've been. And I've been doing this since September. But now... I don't. I have two channels that I watch Good. the rest of the time. The rest of the time I, and these channels don't even have anything to do with any of this other stuff. But the rest of the time I watch documentaries. I love documentaries, Like documentaries on people in prison, like, Killers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or you know, documentaries about the drug epidemic, or I, I, I just started watching this man. I don't even. Sometimes I don't even know how I find people. Just you know, things just get recommended and come up. And there's this man his name's Michael. He's in Arizona, and he he goes and he just feeds the homeless. He takes, he goes to Dollar Tree and he buys tons of canned food, socks, beanies, you name it. You, anything you can think of. And he goes around to all these people living in tents, under blankets, on sidewalks. And he just shows them love and compassion and gives them food. Sometimes he gives them a couple dollars if they need it, you know, whatever. And he, and at the end, his caption is, oh, it, it says,
2: uh, no one ever goes poor by giving. And, you know, that's, that's the stuff.
3: That's the real stuff, you know.
1: Remember when
0: YouTube used to just be videos and it didn't have the community aspect of the live? That
1: the live only started probably about I think the last two or three years,
2: and it changed. It changed things. I think. Yeah, it's um, it's scary. Some of it is very scary, but you know, so
3: or I watch Van Life. I love to watch Van Life. Me too. Again, it, it's 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 a way for me to get out of my apartment. You know, mm-hmm. because I walk with a walker. I don't drive. But I don't leave my apartment. So these things are escapes. And I enjoy it, and I and I think, oh yes, one day if I ever got a van, I would do this and I would do that to it, and you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just- I know
0: what you're saying. There, there's this one thing I like to watch. I'm trying to remember his the name of it. His first name is James, but I can't remember his last name right now. But what he did is he has a video of building a log cabin, you know, by himself there in Canada. And man, it is awesome. He he builds a whole log cabin out of scratch, from scratch from the wood around and, and it's it's really neat in the the area there is so beautiful, especially in the winter. You have, he has this log cabin in the in the woods in the winter and has his dog with him and
1: it's really neat. Yeah.
2: It's peaceful, like serene. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. To watch stuff like that, and you know, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I do all day long, you know, because those other things that I was watching before, those things are killing me mm-hmm. and killing my spirit. Me too. I swear, me too. It's um.
1: I don't know. It's something about the the community aspect of it for me,
0: you know. And then I don't. It's hard to describe, you know, just specific things. But I mean, there's so much. You know it all, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know anything I would say yeah. to you about you? You know it, and you've had it worse. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that. I'm feeling that right now. That's half the reason. And I've been really upset. Last week, you know, my PTSD got triggered so bad when a certain somebody, you know, faked suicide because they were drunk. Um, I was triggered so bad for five days, and I don't get triggered much. I might get triggered once or twice a year, but I couldn't remember. Like, those five days, I don't remember. I don't remember anything about them. Like, they're blacked out from my mind.
3: When I watched your video, Jerry...
1: I don't remember
0: the sobbed, video,
3: by the way. I
2: sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed. I, I got a lot of supportive messages. Because I knew that you
3: were hurting. And because I knew, I, I know how you, you were feeling. You were feeling duped, hurt. You know, all of those, I can't, you know, I can't find the names for all those feelings right now. I felt
0: uncertain about, uncertain about reality. You know, it was like the world went upside down and I still don't, just devastated, you know, in every, every, and I was not mad. I was never mad about it. I was just devastated and I'm
2: not even angry at the person. Yeah. And it was just, And so I thought about it, and it was like, I got, I'm just like, i got to reach out to you. You know?
1: I appreciate it. I read all, all the comments. I really do. And
2: I was surprised that everybody was so supportive, you know? And, um, you know,
1: nobody attacked me, and I appreciate that. I... You know, I don't remember what I said in the video. I tried to watch
0: it one time, and I think I just watched like 30 seconds, and I saw my eyes, and
1: I'm like, oh, God. It was taking me back there, so I couldn't watch it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was really emotional, I have to tell you.
1: Did you know that people people were talking about me like I was bullying her for not taking that video down.
2: And that that really bothered me how the subs got affected because of the lies that were told to them. That set me off again, you know. You see what I mean?
1: I mean, here I am, a real veteran,
0: and this is Memorial Day, and they're emailing YouTube for me to take my legitimate video down. I was just beyond Don't words. I'm like, well, you know, America has a history. It's almost like tradition to treat veterans like crap from after the Vietnam war. And then when I got back from Iraq, guess what? We had the housing crisis. I had my house taken away. I lost my wife
2: at the time. And I got people attacking me
1: But I mean, I'm not mad at the people because they don't know, you know.
0: So I forgive them, but it's it's just Please hard. Please don't
3: take that video down.
0: I'm not going to, and i've I've put it on, I've put it nationwide. It's not just on YouTube. So even if it does get taken down, you can get it on Spotify
1: and uh, NoAgendaTube dot com. I got it on there
2: too. So yeah, it's because, not going uh, anywhere. That's the truth. That's 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 your
3: truth, and that is the truth.
0: I wasn't even mean.
3: No, you weren't.
0: But I, I mean, so after, so my point of saying all that was the the social aspect. I know what you're saying, and right now we did a a taping in the morning, and we're going to put it on premiere and try to get it out tonight at seven p.m. And with premiere it has the chat room, so it'll play it live. You like it's alive, but it's not as pre-recorded and it's gonna have the chat room and everything.
3: How do I find
0: it? Well it's not up yet, but as soon as I finish editing it, I'm gonna put it up there and if you're subscribed to my channel it'll let you know that there's a premiere for a video. It'll be Prison Stories too. And it'll so it'll play it live and it'll have the chat room, but It's not live, so I don't have to deal with the social aspects because, you know, I need to take a step back because it's freaking me
1: out right now. Mm. But, I mean, it's still like it's live, you know. Right. And there's still a chat room, so. It's just instead of looking, you know, at the camera, I'll be in the chat room with the rest of you guys.
3: I understand. You'll be watching that along with everyone.
1: That's right,
0: yeah. And
3: chatting, yeah. Can, and can I ask you a question? How's your wife doing?
0: Well, my wife, I, so yesterday I was, before I left for the day, I was starting to have PTSD, again, really bad. And I'll, I'll tell you why. You know, I don't look at that particular channel, Susie Q is what I call her. Because it's not really relevant to me, you know. She's not a real person, and it's not what people think she is. And I don't care, you know, there's nothing for me there. Um, plus, you know, I don't ever want to get triggered, so I really was not ever watching that. But then people started, She, I guess apparently she was talking about me, and uh, people started sending me messages right then, all right. And uh, so I looked, and I noticed my sub count was going down. You know, like dum 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 dum. As I'm looking at, I'm like, "What the heck?" And Mm -hmm. uh, they were feeling, you know, they were talking about me in there, and they were unsubbing. You know, and these are people that send me
1: messages of support. You know, after that video, I'm like, "Oh, that hurts." You know, especially being Memorial Day. So, and
0: my wife, and 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 my wife was one of the people that you know was saw the video live and told me about it. And, you know, I wasn't watching it yet. I get
1: pulled in, you know, and it triggered me again, you know, and all the lies that were being told in there. I'm like, good God. So it triggered me again, but it's hard because I, I'm, I'm not as
0: bad with my PTSD as a lot of other people are. And I appreciate that. I maybe only get triggered like once a year, once every five years. I don't get it much. It has to be a specific thing, you know, being called a liar um, or, you know, especially what was particular about this is it having to do with the military, you know, me being a veteran, the other person lying, and the subs being affected by it so much. And I'm honest about it, and it's Memorial Day. And everybody's treating me like crap, you know. Like, thank you for your service. Here's your eggplant. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Like, That's awful. Thank
0: you for your service. Not. I'm like, I don't know. It just it just hit me in a certain way. And she's not used to me having PTSD episodes, so she did. She doesn't really understand. She does understand why, like you said, with your, your um, counselor. They don't understand because they're like, well, how are you letting
1: someone that doesn't matter affect you, you know? And I'm like, but I, I, I'm not making the choice,
0: you know, it just happened. And because I don't have this problem very often, I'm, I'm not on medication for it or anything like that. You know, exercise helps, you know, my anxiety if I ever have it. And, but, um. I don't have it enough to be on medication. So when it got really bad, I mean, this is the worst it's been since I can remember last week. And then yesterday, the only thing that helped me, and that's why I did the video because I was at the point, it was so bad. I was at the point of calling a hotline number and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I think I just need to talk to somebody. But I made that mistake, Robin, because YouTube is a triggering thing when you have people in the chat room I mean, even if they're not saying bad things, you're just reading a message and you take it wrong, you know, because you're just in a bad mood. That happens sometimes. So I did the video and I didn't feel better. And I didn't want to talk. I was going to open up the phone line at the end. I'm like, I can't even talk to anybody. And I stopped the video and I felt worse than when I started. Like, well, hell, that was a bad idea. But then I I started talking to somebody, a friend, and I started feeling better. I'm like, okay, thank God. Somebody put a message in, in you know, a, a message, and they said something, they said um, a comment, and they said, do you have Xanax? You know, and they didn't say it rudely, and as soon as I saw that, like a light bulb went off, I'm like, you know what, if I did have something like that, in case a situation like that happens, I bet I would have felt better, and there wouldn't have been a video, and I could have talked to a friend afterwards to came down to come down off of it or something, but, yeah, I don't have it frequently enough for it to, for my wife to be used to it, you know? And, uh, and, and also it's hard for my family too, because, you know, last week for about five days there, they didn't get to spend a lot of time with me because I was manic about the whole thing, you know? And, and that was upsetting to them because of someone who doesn't even matter, you know? And, and you know, like, and you were apologizing to me about you crying, but I understand that you can't help it, you know? So you don't have to apologize. These are automatic things that, that's what PTSD does. Real, real PTSD, not fake PTSD. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's like crushing, you know? So I don't get angry. And when you get triggered, you cry. When I get triggered, I start shaking. My heart starts beating really fast, and I start sweating.
3: Yeah, when you were describing, you're so good at... It was so descriptive. You said, my heart's racing... My, uh, uh, the you were describing exactly what your body was doing in that video. Yeah, I wanted to share. I'm telling you, I, I, I took your video in.
2: I did like it. it it's it, I, I took your video in. You know deeply. I, I understood you. I appreciate that and and I appreciate your comments. And I'm I'm sorry that you were treated that way.
3: And and here's the other thing. I knew Susan didn't have all this time. I knew Susan only was out two months. Heidi knew it too. Heidi was, I wasn't promoting Susan. I never said one word about Susan's accomplishments. Heidi was the one promoting her.
2: So I feel bad. There's a part of me that wants to blame Heidi for allowing Susan to perpetuate that lie. I got taken in too.
1: A lot of
0: us got
2: taken in.
1: I said I got taken in too. A lot
0: of
2: us did. Well, yeah, because it was Heidi allowed her to to
3: get this lie to grow. I'm not saying Heidi's responsible for Susan lying about her military stuff. I'm not saying that. But Heidi knew that Susan was only gone from YouTube for at the most two months.
1: Right. Yeah. I'll tell and you what I
3: kept saying, I kept asking what does Susan do every day to
2: work on her PTSD? Susan would never answer it. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she didn't. But, but anyways,
3: I want to get started on that again. I was asking about your wife initially. That's where I had to ask.
2: Right. How
3: is your wife? Is she okay?
1: Yeah, she's okay. So,
0: uh, Are
3: you guys okay? Yeah, we're okay. Okay, My good. My wife and
0: I, we get along really well, thank goodness. We have known
2: each other. I,
3: I can imagine this is very hard for her to understand. I don't know if she... I, Believe there might be some support groups if she's open for maybe doing that. I don't know if you'd go to any. I, I I don't know. I know you're a vet, so I don't know if you go to anything like that at the VA. I don't know what they have. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just.
0: I think I'm gonna yeah. check it out more. Um,
3: yeah, I, I I would and the EMDR.
2: That is where it was initially, it was used for the vet. But it's made its way into say mainstream um, therapy now because it was so beneficial. What it does is you have a memory. First of
3: all, you have to be set up where you um, have like a safe word with your therapist, and then you have. Then I had to have like a. Where's my favorite place to go? And this okay, so go there in my mind. What does it feel like? Have a safe word. You know, you have to work on that stuff first,
2: and then that's when you start taking certain experiences pretty graphic and then they do um like two fingers
3: back and forth and you follow those two fingers and what it does is and this you have to do this so for many for quite a few sessions but what happens is, yes, the memory is there,
2: but you don't have the attachment to it. That's the best way I can explain it. Mm-hmm.
1: So you can think about the memory and not relive the emotions.
2: Yes, yeah, sometimes, I, yes, exactly. It's, it's worth, it's worth it. to look into that and uh it hasn't
1: been a real on un- i don't think it has been i don't know i don't live with myself
0: I, you know i don't see myself i live with myself so i don't see myself from a distance kind of like a frog
1: on a hot plate i guess i might be used to my bad the way i act i don't know but i sure know when it gets really bad but uh yeah i'm going to look into some more <laughs> stuff for sure
3: yeah I mean, like, I'll talk my about thing it was, too. like, you know, I would go, like, close my eyes and think about, you know, when I, I love the beach. I love the East Coast. I haven't been to the beach in years because of my situation.
2: I would love to put my feet in the sand and feel and the waves and just feel the sun on me. To me, that's God, watching that ocean. Anyway. So that would be my safe place. And then I had a safe word, you know. So, you know, they, the way it was done with me is like that. It was like that. Anyways... So, I mean, it's like it gives you someplace safe to go in your head when you get to this memory if you need to escape in your head. If that makes any sense at all, I don't know if it does.
0: That makes sense. I just, you know, Mm -hmm. I think about it. i
3: I got wrapped up in my emotions trying to explain it.
0: No, no, you don't have to apologize. I'm going to have to... I don't even know what my, my, uh, I don't have a happy place.
3: I don't. I'm to you think. don't have a place where you like to go or do. It doesn't have to be a, it could be a place, a thing. I mean, like.
1: I don't, I'm gonna have to think about this.
3: But then I, then I did it with another therapist from church and he did it a little different he had me hold these um, things in my hands and they were like, um, they would pulsate. And so then he would have me do like a, a memory type thing
2: of a certain memory of, you know, a sexual abuse memory. And so it had me hold these
3: uh, pulsating things in my hand and I, and I, you know, so then they would alternate in the pulsate and I forget what he would say to me, but so he
2: did it a little different. So there are a few ways that it can be done. Also where I go to therapy now, they're pretty
3: progressive. Did you know that, because I have taken so many antidepressants over the years, and I'm allergic to so many of, a, of them, and have so many side effects, and that they have con- considered me for the... uh Spavado program, and Spavado is ketamine. Okay, I know what that is. You know what, I was going to say, you know what ketamine is? hmm
2: And they administer, so I would have to go there, and I've not,
3: I've got the paperwork, that, but I just haven't gone through with trying it yet because I'm a little afraid so anyways you go there to the office and you have to be there like four hours so it comes in like a nasal spray and so they sprayed two sprays up each nostril and then you have to stay there for the next three to four hours so they can watch you to make sure you don't you, trip out. <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, um, but I heard that for depression and I've heard there have been, people have great results from it, though. It's interesting. And I'm just,
3: yeah. I've heard yeah, of ketamine, yeah.
0: but I never heard of it used in a nasal spray form or
1: to fight depression.
2: Yes, it's called Spavado. Well, Robin, I really yeah. appreciate you talking with me. Yeah, I, I
3: appreciate talking with you too, Jerry. I wanna, would love to talk more about different things anytime. You know, like whatever. If I can be of help at any time, if you're going through, if you get triggered. And you just and you need someone. I'm safe, you know.
2: I'm not gonna. I am not going to say anything to anyone, you know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely I see understand. you. You and
0: I see you as an expert in the field of PTSD. Um, you know, and other things too. So,
1: if I have questions regarding that, when I I'm doing a documentary or something, I know who to go to.
2: Yeah, but like I said, if you fall into like, you know,
3: if you get triggered, just know, like there's somebody
2: here. You have somebody here. I'm here if you need, you know, if you need to talk or process or whatever. And don't ever be afraid to call me. I'm here.
1: I appreciate that.
2: You're welcome. And I hope that, you know,
3: you'll check into stuff. And, you know, like I said, I'm sure it's got to be rough on your wife. And, and I hope that maybe she can get, get maybe a little into a little group of support or something. You know, because we all need
2: support. No matter what it is, it's getting better for us. Yeah, but we can't always do it alone, you know Yeah, and look at me. Yeah. I'm over here
3: living alone in this apartment, <laughs> and they say we can't do it alone and and i'm I'm telling you that we can't
0: you know there's there's a long time I lived alone by myself too.
1: And that was before there were any online communities. I don't know if that's better or not.
2: I don't know. But yeah, you you need somebody real to talk to. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, thank you. You know, I don't even get to, I don't even get to go to the grocery store, Jerry. You know, my aide does that. I don't. When I tell you, I'm here all the time. I believe you. I unless, believe you. It's, unless it's to go to my
3: one doctor's appointment, that's it.
0: And for some reason, I always, in this particular community we're all in, we find ourselves in here, we, there's a lot of people who are injured, you know, and they're home all day. You know, PTSD, mm-hmm. and had bad things happen to him, and have trouble sleeping. And you know, we're all, me included, we're all a bunch of misfits here together. You know.
3: And I, what did I tell you this first time you said that? I said, "Oh my God, my sister used to we used to say that all the time. The land of the misfit toys. <laughs> yes, that's what we're um, like. That's exactly we're the, what we're like. You know?
2: Yes." Yes, that's exactly what it is. We'll be all right, though. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And
3: and I thank you for calling me back.
0: I, I thank you for being available
2: for me. You have a good day, okay? All right, Jerry. All right. Take care. Thank you.